Fuck a meme, we about to have a sit down Wrap the phone up and plastic and stick it in the fridge They know what we are, but no one know what we did Anything by the mix, heard it, heard it getting sent Got a speaking cold when you're talking on the phone Sticking to the cold, they'll listen to the song I told my team a man of manifestation People are basic, they thought I was crazy so we got a uh, first first podcast of the season of yeah. the year. Yeah. First podcast in almost a year because Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do better than that this year. Here's what we've decided to do. We've committed ourselves to making fewer shows across the course of the season. Um, so it'll be an easier goal for us to hit. Yeah. We're gonna try to check in quarterly, roughly. Speed. yeah we'll we'll hit you up before the next draft that's all this league is about is the draft everything that happens afterwards is is for history yeah it's all prep for next year's draft really this is all just collecting data for next year's draft exactly you know that we're, we're coming you know coming off of that high of having everyone in the league at the draft for a change you all made it if you're listening to this you made it unless you're listening to this and you're not in the league which is <laughs> cool welcome <laughs> Uh, and also for the people who made it and aren't listening to this, yeah, you, you, you guys did a thing too. You made it. It was great, actually, having everyone there. I like the auction felt different having to not look at a screen every now and again. Um, I felt like there was some extra kind of poker going on. I really uh, I enjoyed that. It was it was very interesting. I I liked some of the strategies, uh, especially Kyle's. Uh, hide behind the couch strategy mm-hmm. um, that worked well. Uh-huh. And throw his hand up over to like bid every yep. now and again, very stealthily. Yep. Uh, you know, the uh, everyone's always looking at me while they're auctioneering. So all I've got to do is wave my hand and they'll know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was also a fan of Andrew's technique of nominating the player for $1 value and then immediately just ghosting on the auctioneering part of it. <laughs> um, so that was exciting. There was also the move of like nominating someone and then like immediately starting to bid on them. And then we all played this awkward game of chicken, like, all right, which one of us is going to auctioneer now? Because it can't be right. Can't be them. Yeah. (laughs) Then if we want to, you know, talk about, uh, and I don't know if we're going to get into this more later in the series, but you know, other, other takeaways from the uh, draft in general um, was Stu's performance of, just random interval. I, you know, I could pay $22 for this guy, but why would I do that when I can also pay $26? For <laughs> I appreciated that. I like it, jumping the bid as a strategy. I know. I underutilized. It's yes. Well, and I think it's because it, everyone's afraid to overpay when they don't need mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. Stu clearly was not. Yep. Yep. Stu did a good job at this guy ought to be 45. Why are we pussyfooting around at 22? Mm-hmm. let's uh let's jump that bid that's yeah, good especially that. with russell wilson right out the gate like why not he why got away not? with that for sure he uh it was a bold move it could have gone sideways on him mm. because sometimes the first guy out will just get overpaid for but he got away with sneaking a deal at qb which it's worth talking about qb prices in general i feel like surprised exactly half the league we're like 50 for a qb that's nuts Look, I did my best to find out what everyone was willing to pay for Josh Allen uh, the entire week leading up to the draft. And and I feel like the seeds were planted for that $45 to $50 range. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if people were just, you know, trying to pull my chain and act like they weren't willing to pay. But, you know, when it came down to pulling out your wallet, quarterback went for exactly what I thought it should. It's yep. kind of what it came down to. Um, at least most of them. You know, there was the there was the oh crap, Joe Burrow's the last good quarterback uh-huh. available, and there's more than one team that wants him. And so let's pay I a think lot that's for him. Supposed to happen in an auction of like this is the last guy in the tier, and I knew I wanted someone in this tier. And it's interesting that we kind of needed Superflex to bring that to fruition, where you're really looking at if I don't get Burrow, my starter is not gonna be up the caliber I want. And it's, it's nice to see, you know, like it, it sucks to overpay, but it's nice to see that that's something we have to plan for. Like that layer of strategy is what we wanted from Superflex, sure. And I think we, we got it. And QBs, the whole arc of what QBs cost, I think, did a good job of mirroring. You can wait and you can get them cheap. But if you don't, mm-hmm. that price curve, I, I think, felt right. Well, and at the same time, you know, we, we reached a new high at the running back price. Yeah. Right? Um, Did not expect that. No. So, we, I mean, Jonathan Taylor went for 73. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and there was no slowing down. You know, what's the uh, wide receiver one went for 54. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's $2 less. I think the high was 56 for DeAndre yeah. Hopkins one year. Um, but, I mean, tight end, you, you would think that, you would think that these dollars prices have to drop somewhere because quarterback values are going up, but it turns uh, out they don't. Not at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Tight end, I think, is what surprised me. And I think that maybe is what we see change going into next year is that, I mean, those top tight ends feel a little rich as a proportion of your budget, given what every other position is going to cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it really screwed anyone up per se, but the amount of people that immediately need to hit dollar players is higher than we had seen in the past. Yes. And I don't think we'll see a full change in that we're a very stars and scrubs league. Just the whole league is stars and scrubs, which I think is correct. Um, I mean, you and I are the ones who kind of wait most and we're still stars and scrubs guys. Um, So I don't think that really changes, but I don't think it really ought to either but i do expect some kind of slight mellowing on the top end yeah it'll you know going into you know this year you could tell there was um it being the transition with the new format that there were some people who were you know less prepared probably just because life happens and you know that's a thing Um, but then also the people who didn't know how to prepare for like the change um in in the format so years you know i mean it'll take us a couple of years to get some more data but it'll 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 be interesting i mean i i think it was overall enjoyable you know for yeah, all the different reasons that we talked about i mean everyone being there you know some some new things um gives us a lot to look forward to i think yeah that's... definitely so the uh the meat of the show today will be going over the power rankings so we've got power rankings submitted from everyone who typically submits them that we've Our got everybody well, we've got one member that uh, maybe doesn't, but that's okay. Um, so everyone, I've asked them not to rank themselves. So the lowest you can possibly rank is ninth. So, you know, when you see that the lowest they were ranked was ninth, it's because that's as low as they could have been ranked. Because people cannot, just year after year, I found people cannot evaluate their own team 
which is good. You ought to be optimistic about your team, but no one can realistically rate their own team. So <laughs> if you if you hear ranked ninth, that means was ranked last. Speaking of ra- ranking your own teams, I, I did like the self-rating this year, you know, the sliding scale up to 100. And it was very interesting because, you know, most people, you know, there were what, three or four of us that were fairly high on our teams, you know, mm-hmm. and what would be considered a passing score. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who are just kind of skating on either side of the fence as yeah. to whether they like their team or not. And that's kind of made me sad. Well, I think most people gave themselves a D somewhere in that 60s range. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to what we were talking about with kind of not knowing what to expect in terms of prices and feeling like they maybe spent too much money early and then weren't happy with the back half of their team. Um, I would say also, like, if you gave yourself a 60 and you felt like, ah, it's maybe not the team I would have wanted, uh, there, there are ways to account for that. So maybe next year, you know, look into, look into those back <laughs> half of the draft guys. And no, it take, I promise it doesn't take that much to like get a sense for. Right. Know some names, them. even, even if it's, you know, even if it's guys, on a you know college team that you root for it it goes a long way to making you enjoy your team more regardless of whether that person is actually going to be a viable option for fantasy or not but yeah sometimes people steal that person even though they know that that's that's their boy you know it's funny how the auction works though because anyone can have any one player you just got to be willing to pay for it <laughs> you have the money then just, then yeah. bully. you bully me and you're a bully uh, so, well, you know what, let's, let's talk about something that, that does go well for you. Uh, how many well, years let's, have we let's been do doing? a little more bullying? Cause we're yeah. going to start with the worst team, uh, by consensus and okay. work our way up to the best team by consensus. Well, I was going to, I was going to let you scoreboard a little bit on oh, yeah. the, uh, the power rankings and, you know, I mean, got to give you, got to give you something to feel good about with, the, with your I name only on the trophy one time i had a i had prepared this section when i was going to do this solo and i was justifying why in addition to the consensus analysis i'm going to give my own analysis uh the justification being that holy shit i am so much better at this than you guys are this Uh, this this specifically being the power rankings and not actual fantasy not actual fantasy football but evaluating the strength of fantasy football teams which turns out is a different skill set than drafting i wish they were the same but they're not. Um, so of the five years we've been taking data on how accurate our power rankings are, uh, I've come in first three of the five years, second once, and third once. Never lower than third of 10. Um, I'm like more than twice as accurate than the next most accurate person. And the next most accurate person, surprisingly, was Moise, who is no longer with us. So I've got a big old gap. Um, Let's and just... Yeah. And so what I think it is, is just you come into the draft with a bunch of bias and that's how you draft your team. And then the power rankings, ideally you set aside that bias and just kind of go with what's most likely to happen here. And I think after the draft, I get much better at setting my bias aside to rank teams. This will be the year where it falls apart and I'll be wrong about everything. I I hope not. I hope not for my sake. Oh, yeah, well, we'll, 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 we'll we'll get into that, but yeah, let's let's uh let's start with oh with uh, sorry cur- so yeah so I wanted to uh, give a just an overview on the kind of the range of these consensus values. So um, 
you know, we're going to start with worst to best, but it's worth mentioning that four different teams were ranked as the worst team by someone and five different teams were ranked as the best team by someone. So half of the league, someone thinks you have the best team. Um, for a little less than half the league, someone thinks you've got the worst team. The ranks weren't fully random, though. There's clear trends across the top and the bottom, but you do have these kind of particular preferences that showed up. Oh, and then so I just when I talk about my own analysis, so what I do is I assign a point value for each positional group, um, and then I devalue why I assign bench, all bench players are their own positional group to me. I rate them separately. I devalue bench and tight end because they matter less. Then I add those points up and that's how I do my power ranking. So I'll probably mention some of those values. That'll be interesting because I'm, you know, everyone's, everyone's probably got different ways they go about it. Um, I'm sure some people just look at it and say, Hey, I really like Drake London. Let's roll with that. Yep. But, but okay. So then uh, let's just jump right into Team 10. Team 10. So I feel like, God, I wish, can you plug in drum roll sound effect in here? With that I can. Insert yeah. drum roll here. Bukaki. Oh, man, not the butt cake. Yeah, butt cake. You were consensus. Low, lowest rated. Now, someone ranked you as high as five. So, you know, just missing the playoffs. Only one person actually ranked you as the lowest team, which is interesting. Um, so, like, not all that many people actually thought you had the worst team, uh, but no one had you any higher than five, whereas that is not true of any other team. And that's going to tank your average. Absolutely. So, according to the league, because we've got quotes um, from people who did not like teams or did like teams, so we'll be sharing some some general quotes with you guys, but According to the LXG, uh, Bukaki's QB2 options are not great. Running back situation is also weak after Cook. And, and I quote, he always trash, hope he wears a dress, end quote. I think we can all agree on at least this, the last part of that. I think we all would like to see him in a dress. I mean, I like to think that he would pick a dress, but... You know, Mike's Mike's a wild card from time to time. I'd like to see him pick the SATs personally. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would be a journey. All right. So um, then, yeah. So go ahead and run through your analysis. Yeah. So I did have him. I I was I was the one person who did rank him last. Um, so that was. Oh no, I'm sorry. I ranked him nine of ten because I ranked all ten. So I had him. Oh wait, no. You know what? I had him last. I took my own ranking out. You did. So I'm the one. Um, I had his QB overall at a seven. I think his QBs by and large are a little better than average in the league. Uh, but I put his running backs at three because while his running back one is outstanding, I don't like a timeshared Jets running back and Singletary as a starter is rough stuff. Um, and just, just to clarify with these numbers higher, obviously is better. Yeah. 10 yeah. would be great. One would be the worst it could be. Okay. Um, and this is all relative to this year in the league. So that's a mm -hmm. seven where like 10 is the strongest. Anyone has quarterbacks. Gotcha. Uh, one is the worst. Anyone has quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, having two real life wide receiver twos as your two and three is maybe not ideal just in terms of like, they're not likely to be consistent. He's got, probably the worst tight end situation. Now, granted, that doesn't matter as much, but 
Um, and then his depth is just all dart throws and not all of them are particularly good dart throws. I just feel like they can all get churned immediately. Yeah. I think Maori, you know, we've seen in years past, he's got a tendency to, you know, blow his cash early, you know, like very, very much the stars and scrubs. Um, and I think this year, you know, he, Herbert cook and Hill, you know, he went ahead and got someone at each position, you know, that he felt was a stud and, you know, sure. All, all of those guys are, are great at what they do, but yeah, the drop off is just, is just something else on that one. I didn't have him. I had him ranked at a seven. So, you know, there were a couple teams lower, um, obviously based on the weight of those guys, but you know, when you, <laughs> you know, when you, when five of your roster slots are quarterback and tight end, you know, it doesn't, doesn't that, that impacts your depth at other position, you know, as well as, just your dollar amounts um, and, and where you're spending at. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, not doomed, but there's going to need to be some waiver play or he's just going to need to not catch an injury all year, which people do. Maurice has won that way before. It, it happens. Yeah. happens all the time. So um, number nine, um, I think like this one's kind of predictable. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're getting a drum roll for number nine. <laughs> no. Um, do you, do you want to unveil? Yeah, coming in at number nine with a highest rank of four and a lowest rank of nine with three people choosing this was Dem Dogs, the adorable pups. It's their year, too. I heard that. I someone, you know what? I've heard that from someone. You know, the the LXG says, um, I'm not high on Hertz. Four of his top five wide receiver options are Garbo, or Garbo teams. They're on Garbo teams. And his running backs are Taylor and Meh. Uh, the LXG also says, Jonathan Taylor is the only thing helping his team. I hate Hurts. He's relying on tight end for most of his points. Who does he think he is? Gronk in his prime? Nope. <laughs> Lamb is a coin flip. His other wide receivers are Meh. Besides Jonathan Taylor, he has no dependable running back. So basically what we've learned from reading the quotes is that there are quite a few people who like to have a few drinks before they, uh, they put the quotes <laughs> together. Like, I mean, the hate for this team comes like, is it, uh-huh. is it, is it because no one trusts Jalen hurts? Is that, I, well, I mean, so uh, I think I'm, am I the four here? I think I might be the high person on Andrew. Uh, oh God, why did I go away from it? Uh, no, I'm six. I'm not the high person, but I, I think the hate is maybe gone a little too far. Like I, I don't like Jalen Hurts either, um, and I think this is maybe the evaluation you get when seventy-three of your dollars are spent on one player, no matter sure. how good you think that player is. Um, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to have all your eggs in that one basket. How good can one player be? kind of thing right and and i mean yeah again i i actually i did have andrew rank lower and as i'm kind of as i read his team after the power rankings were submitted i was like you know maybe maybe i was a little more harsh than i should be because again you know if you've got jonathan taylor his you know running back two situation is going to be sketch but like like let's be honest there's 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 (laughs) there's not only there's not only one team that's in that boat um, if, if Hertz, if Hertz was decent, I mean, 
you know, CD lamb obviously is CD lamb on a good offense, you know, Metcalf, as much as we want to say he's on a bad team, like, I don't, are people going to forget how good of an athlete he actually is? Um, and then Brandon, Brandon cooks is your wide receiver three. Like that dude's as consistent as it gets with the floor, you know, again, his depth his bench depth is, is hurting, but mm-hmm. there's, there's teams with starting depth that are in worse shape than him. So I, mm-hmm. I'll, I will admit I was probably a little more harsh on him. And a lot of that stemmed from just not trusting Jalen hurts, but yeah, again, Jalen hurts and Derek Carr is not the worst it's quarterback. Really not yeah so i had him at six i had qb rated as a four so kind of just below league average and again that's my bias against hurts i just i worry that he might not be a good enough thrower and some people have hurts as like the number one overall quarterback out Mm -hmm. there there are people who really love him so that can work out um i ended up averaging running back out to a four just because he basically has one and a half running backs um Wide receivers, league average at five. It's a talented bunch, but the situations aren't great. Tight ends is a seven. His depth actually ahead of the six, which is above average. Um, okay. A couple of his wide receivers could be decent. He's got a couple handcuffs that could pop. It's actually better than I think most of the benches in the league. Sure. Which is enough to get it, you know. So, so, so that's what that's what gets you ninth place in this league. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it over to uh, kick it over to number eight, eighth place, which eighth. would be good old formerly the Dallas football team, now <laughs> rebranded as the I'm ashamed of my team named Domestic Violence. Um, uh, highest ranked was four, and they had three different teams that put them in at four, which is like right around in and out of playoffs because that's four of nine, not four of ten. Uh, yeah, it feels like the lowest. I was going to say that feels like it should be enough to skew your average, right? Yeah. It, it's that they had a lot of people putting them at like seven and eight, just like a, a lot. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just read them out. So seven, nine, eight, eight, four, 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 seven. So kind of split, not as split as we'll see with some others, but you know, split. A lot of people thought they were like around league average good. And then a lot of people just really didn't like them. Um, so to, to read some of that feedback. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I've got, yeah. you know, I've got my quote as one of these and it feels like, again, this is obviously my opinion. So of course yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lean on it. Um, but I, I can't, I can't imagine that, the, you know, other people who were voting didn't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I said was that I've got to point out the obvious punt at quarterback for DV. Um, he has great, great wide receivers, but his one and two on the same team feels like it's going to be more of a pain than not. Uh, running backs are fine for week one, but I'd be worried that outside of Mixon, the others are going to put up some bad weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the key point there just being, you know, the lack of lack of a, a sure thing at quarterback and then um, inconsistency with the depth. Uh-huh. The other quote was uh, DB's QB situation is like a fistful of darts, a uh, fistful of dart throws, hoping even one of them has a respectable year, dancing between Cowboys running backs, along with hoping ETN's injury and team situation doesn't bite him in the ass. Feels like a train wreck waiting to happen. Um, there, there is a lot of same team love going on. And I guess, you know, I, I remembered him grabbing Zeke and Pollard mm-hmm. and I remembered him grabbing ETN and Robinson. And I remembered him grabbing the 
wide receivers in Allen Robinson and Cooper cup, but I don't know that all that the fact that there were three different pairings like that, like registered uh, like, at yeah. the time. I think, yeah, the handcuffing, I guess, I think it was deliberate handcuffing. I think that did. And then I think I, Alan Robinson was just a mistake. And to be fair, I almost made that mistake when I was bidding on Mike Williams. Shout out to Maori for saving me from that one. You a real one. Yeah. Um, so I, I get how that happens. You're just like, oh, that's a player I don't mind. And then you're bidding on them. And then you don't realize like, oh, no, if I win this bid, I will not be in the situation I wanted. Yeah, um, that I happened more than once. Yeah. yeah, right. To, I mean, uh, to different people, you could you could tell there were like you could see it in people's faces, like when they'd make a bid, and it was just this glance around, like, oh god, please someone, oh yeah, so, please so someone else bid one more dollar. Yeah, I just like yeah, it felt fine, and now it doesn't. Yep. Um. I so I'm one of the three people that put him at fourth, um, okay. which is just kind of how the numbers added up. So I had him at a one at quarterback. As far as our league this year is concerned, this is as bad as your QB situation can look on draft day. Sure. That can obviously change as soon as Monday, but as of draft day, this is as bad as your quarterback situation can look. Um, but I've got his running backs at eight, uh, you know, very, very good wide receiver at seven, tight end at nine, depth at five, like league average. He's got one quality wide receiver, one quality running back, some various trash, but most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think eighth is honestly a little low for this team, but I think people just look at the quarterbacks and they just, it's hard to get over that past it. Yeah. Especially, especially when there's so much weight behind this idea of super flex, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think there's that initial fear and, you know, and two, again, I guess it's, it's one thing to, you know, another to point out that when ranking these teams positionally, it's against other teams in the league. Yeah. And I think there is, you know, there's a lot of, like the difference between like number six and number nine is very thin. I think in some, in some cases that at the end of the day, you're splitting hairs. So something as simple as the quarterback situation is enough to kind of teeter and tip over the edge and, Mm -hmm. you know, make something come across worse. So, and I, so I think I also might be fooling myself into how, like how good Zeke is. And I think opinions might vary on, Zeke is an RB2. I look at Zeke as an RB2, like, wow, that's really good value. But if Zeke really is in a full tandem, like the note we just recently read implied he would be, um, owning both Zeke and Pollard might actually suck. And if that's the case, and Tank's running back, which is the real strength of this squad, uh, that gets ugly quick if you just can't tell which one to start and you can't start them both. Yep. Now, interestingly enough, the draft software gave him a B value. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what who's right, the league or that mm-hmm. sweet, sweet draft software. It's typically not. <laughs> it's typically not. Um, so moving on to team seven, this is interesting because this will be the first team, but not the last that we run into uh-huh. that the highest score was a one in that someone thought that they were the best team trapped in and the lowest score was a nine being the worst. So in this case, we've got last year's winner, mm-hmm. the new Orleans jazz cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talk about this. I know the, the one is an outlier here, right? Yeah. The one is the one is a pretty extreme outlier. Um, if I was writing up this data for a paper, I'd probably cut this one as a, uh, unrepresentative number. The next highest rating was a five. So most of 
well, all of the other ratings for this team were between five and nine. Only one person had him last, but most people had him, you know, five, six, seven. Um, so this is our, our current reigning champion. I suppose yep. the yep. jazz cabbage. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think that that number one rating is just that he won last year. This guy can do no wrong. Drew walks on water. Any pick he made must've been the correct pick. Even if I don't personally like them, Drew must know mm-hmm. about it. Well, and there's very much the, you know, the, the meme that things just tend to work out in his favor. Um, you know, again, if, if he would have drafted Jalen hurts, he would have been the QB one at the end of the season. But if right. I would have drafted Jalen hurts, he would have been down week two and I would have lost him for the year. Yep. And drew frankly missed out on a lot of those guys. I mean, he'd been on hurts and didn't get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was a few other guys like that, that he bid on that. I'm like, yeah, of course, Drew's bidding on this guy, but he actually didn't get most of them. So we'll really get to test that coin flip, I suppose, because a lot of the Drew players actually are on other teams. It'll be, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. So the, the, the number one, the person who ranked them one, their quote to justify it was it's the team. I wish I had a uh, great balance of stars at all three positions. So the first part I think is super telling of just like there's a hard preference for these particular guys. Um, the second part though, the great balance of stars at all three positions. Um, I just don't know that you can justify Baker, Sutton, Jacobs, Lazard as stars. You can like their upside. You can like their potential. You can like that in 2023, we might consider them stars, but you certainly can't justify that as of September, 2022, that they currently are stars. That's kind of insane to me. Um, there just isn't a balance of stars across the lineup here. No, and and I guess I mean, are they when they say three positions? Are they, you know, wide receiver, running back, and then is it quarterback or tight end? You know, yeah, right. I, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, he's got Chase, who is wide receiver one through three, depending on who is looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. Kelsey, who's an obvious, you know, year after year tight end one. And then, but yeah, I mean, Burrow was on a lot of cases, like towards the back end of the top 10, mm-hmm. um, Saquon was outside, you know, what was he a top 15? Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, there's, I, I, obviously, you know, I like his names and I think like you were saying a couple of years ago, this, this, some of these names would be amazing. Um, but, but it does, it, it does feel, I think outside of the going all in on Jamar early, mm-hmm. um, it does feel very, you know it feels different from kind of what I'm used to as far as Drew's team makeup. Uh-huh. The if that makes that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the rankers who have Drew's team low um, remark that Sutton and Barkley are the whole team, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Kelsey too, but yeah. Um, no top drafted powerhouse that stands out weekly. I mean, Chase, I think Chase does stand out. But outside of Chase, I think that's no to the extent a tight end stands out, Kelsey stands out. But sure, sure. You know, I I get that. There's not a lot of that like super high end stud power here. I agree. Uh, Yeah. And again, you know, depth, you know, depth gets questionable. You know, when you're when you're running back three is Kareem Hunt and your running back four is already dropped from your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all the running backs you have. Yep. Yep. 
So I, I put their quarterback at five. I think the combination of Burrow and Baker kind of average out to about league average. I think I'm a little higher on Baker than most, though. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, running back at, at, a, at a four, it's a whole lot of they could be good, but we don't actually know if any of them will be good. Um, wide receiver at a league average five. Sutton's the wild card. I think Sutton's the entire make or break on this roster. Um, tight end's an eight, but it's tight end. And the depth is a two, honestly. It's, you know, it's all dark throws. through mm-hmm. nothing proven here. You got to try to hold Hopkins all year and, like, kind of good luck. You got to yeah. hope Gallup comes back and, like, kind of good luck. You've already made two different swaps, one of them multiple times on the waiver <laughs> wire already. Clearly, you know your bench is trash and you're, you're already trying to, like, yeah, it. dart throws. Just darts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and we, as, as we move on to the next team, you know, it's funny, you know, going back and kind of reviewing this, this setting, you, you realize how, how thin of a line it is between, you know, between a lot of the teams, you know, it's like, yeah, we're saying, you know, we're saying jazz cabbage is at a seven, but is he that far off from eight? Is he going to be far yeah. off from number six? Mm-hmm. I guess we're about to find out. Six is far and away the most divisive team by a mile. Um, yeah, that was, I'm- read their ranks here here's the totality of how people ranked them they were ranked seventh first ninth second ninth third third ninth fourth i'm sorry not fourth. so four different people ranked them in the top three and three people put them dead last nobody knows what the fuck to do with this team at all we we did say this is the cock and blockers right the, that whole that we just did. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yep. So we go from one person saying, just the most well-rounded team, best wide receiver group I can see. Someone else saying, great wide receiver one and two, high floor running back one and two, flex if everyone stays healthy, weaker at quarterback outside of two teams that isn't automatically a weekly loss of the position. But also, you've got people saying, Nobody really stands out as great on this team. I don't love Henry. Maybe Adams in Las Vegas, but otherwise, board full of meh. Trash, mostly. Old-ass lineup. Old-ass lineup. It's a, it's a divisive team. So where do you stand on this? I actually, I'm one, I'm one of the high, the high boys. I had him at third. Um, you, you high boys, like, like, Taking a hit of that goop at the draft, I boys. By how high the goop made me. Um, I did try the goop in San Francisco, and it is surprising how little goop is required. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, turns um, out so I'm at third. I like I so I don't even personally like a lot of players on this team. Mm. I just respect that they're probably going to be better than I think. Um, yeah, that's where I was at as well. I, I don't like Henry and I don't like Connor, but I understand that they're things and they do what they do and they're usually mm-hmm. fairly good at what they do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I quarterback in a four, I think it's, it's a worrying group. Um, but running backs, honestly, I had them eight for as long as three, these three guys are healthy. It's kind of a scary group. Um, the wide receivers are close to the best in the league. I've got them at a nine. If Debo pans out, they're really, I think, going to be tough to match up against every week. Depth's a three, and then, or sorry, tight end's a three, and then depth I actually had as a six. Two solid bench running backs. Alave's a decent dart. 
Uh, although he's definitely a coward in having dropped Calvin Austin the third. I think Dude. he got bullied out of that pick and he should have <laughs> stuck to his guns. Uh, yeah, I would I would respect him much more, but you know, sometimes you gotta drop Calvin Austin the third and go shoot some little birds. Yeah, and that's what he's done. Um, uh, I will I will say thank you for the new meme though. Uh, you know, we <laughs> we we always appreciate the opportunity to uh never let things live out, you know, live out their reign in LXG history. So three years from now, when uh, Calvin Austin, the third is like a top 10 wide receiver, he's mm-hmm. going to be like, I fucking told you so. <laughs> you know what? You're going to have your, your Chandler gate. You're going to have right. your super deep sleeper tight ends and you're going to have your Calvin Austin, the third. <laughs> so did you, were you also on the high end? Please? I, you know, I was, yeah, I actually, I think I rated him second. Okay. Um, and, and again, it was, it was the same thing. I mean, you know, if, if it's just my opinion, I, I like his wide receivers. Um, you know, he's got a good starting group. The the other guys are, you know, it's like outside, outside of Calvin Austin, the third, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're a little sketch, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I think as much as I'm out on Henry and Connor and, and Alaire, I mean, I see the, I see this easy path, you know, it's not a stretch to say, okay, these three guys could all be top 15 running backs. And if you've got three top 15 running backs, then you're making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you know, we, you know, again, if other factors that come into it, you know, if, if we're looking at just the draft, you know, it is what it is, but you know, Kyle stays active on the wires and, um, you know, when he's, when he's not out docking with other dudes, mm. you know, he does what he needs to. I mean, He's made the Super Bowl a couple times. He he has made it to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's about right for his team. Um, yeah. uh, Man, so- oh, oh well, sorry. What I was going to say is, it's worth noting he is the only person to give himself an A in terms of how confident he is about his team. Yeah, uh, he's the one person who is very very confident about the team he's drafted. I you know I. Bet he feels that way every year. I bet he does too. But I, you know, I bet his his confidence and how he finishes at the end of the year do not correlate well. Mm -hmm. Well, good, good for you, Kyle. You get him, and that puts Uh, us halfway. Puts us halfway through, huh? Yeah, it does. Interestingly, as we get to the five, we now have a string of teams that no one rated as the top team. Mm-hmm. But also, no one rated as the worst team. He had a high of two and a low of eight. Mm-hmm. So That's, we are in the mids. We perfect, uh, perfect example of how averages work. But, yeah, well, yeah, but a more constrained. People were a little more even-handed compared to compared to the cock and blockers. People yeah. were much more level-headed about this. Team. It turns out, as long as you have a team that people just don't absolutely hate, then mm-hmm. you'll you'll end up pretty high. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this, this quote that you presented for this team is just my, <laughs> like, I'm looking at it again and I read it earlier and it made my brain hurt and I'm reading it again and it's still no better. <laughs> um, but go ahead. Let's tell us what team this is. So it's the Texonians. It's our, it's our new team that's bringing, you know, that good old fashioned Texas grit and uh, freedom <laughs> Straight is straight from Colorado. <laughs> straight from yeah. Colorado, the most the most Texas team in the league. Uh, so, so yeah, highest of two, lowest of eight. 
Um, we'll get into a little deeper analysis, but I just want to read this quote. Yeah. Quote, don't even see one of these RBs commanding 20 to 25 carries, relying a lot on big plays or TD dependency to matter. Wide receiver group is mid. So I want to point out that the, the running backs that we're talking about are DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, and Aaron Jones. <laughs> Arguably, probably one of the best, like, top three a strong group. running back groups, uh-huh. um, you know, and – and again, how many how many running backs would you say do get twenty to twenty five carries a game? Uh-huh. I think five, yeah. maybe six. If you're generous about someone's outlook this year, but like I think five you can count on. That's... So like half the teams in the league don't have not even one <laughs> running back commanding twenty five carries, let alone all of them. Yeah, um, I, that's a high bar. Um, I just like and Swift is a consensus top twelve running back. Um, I don't think anyone had Swift outside their top fifteen. Aaron Jones also. It's hard for me to imagine you get Aaron Jones much past fifteen. Um, Fournette, you know, I I'm willing to entertain some Fournette hate, but like actually, actually Fournette doesn't really share that many touches. No, and I'm actually if I'm, I'm while you're talking, I pulled up Fournette's numbers because I'm like, Fournette is a guy who historically he has does done that, yeah. and and if you consider his targets and his carries last year, um, I mean, I'm looking at one, two, uh, three, four, five, five games of twenty or more. Yeah which yeah. again is probably on the higher side of mm-hmm. the majority of guys. So mm-hmm. again, just splitting hairs there. I, I don't like Leonard Fournette. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dying on a hill to, to say anything about him, but come on guys. Come yeah. on. Let's Swift, Swift Jones and Fournette is better than most of your running back rooms. Look right. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, his QBs are best in the league. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. hard to argue that between the two of them, he doesn't have the best weekly upside at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's only two other teams he might go up against where he's kind of even at quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, so I've got them at as a 10. They're the like, that's the top end of what you could get. at For, the, for our league, those are the best two quarterbacks that that room would let you have. Because I think it was very clear because I fucking tried it. The league yes. will not let you have Mahomes and Herbert on the same team. They won't. They will outbid you on Herbert to a degree to where Herbert goes for more than Josh Allen because they will not fucking let you do that. So these are the two, these are the best two quarterbacks that they will let you have. Yeah, it's it it was it was interesting how that played out. And I think the only reason that it worked for him was just the curveball of Russell Wilson first. And yeah. then, you know, and then going all in the Lamar Jackson. Um, and yeah, it, you know, people can really adjust to it. That and, you know, then the fact that, you know, this is Stu's first season with us. So maybe people weren't sure. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was very, his method was very different, you know, yeah. than I think what we expected, you know, um, which probably helped him a little bit. And I, think it did. I mean, you know, early on, I know, you know, he, he, 
spent some money real quick right out of the gate and then just kind of sat around and let things happen. But I mean, I, you know, I think things, you know, things turned out for him. I mean, we've talked about the receipt or the running back. We've talked about his quarterback, um, mm-hmm. his receivers. I mean, you know, depending on your thoughts on Michael Pittman, I mean, Amari Cooper still talented. If Godwin is healthy at $3, that might end up being the steal of the draft. Yeah. Um, uh huh. So I actually, I, so, you know, I rated his wide receivers at a three, the way it stands as of today, but I will say that that, that rating jumps up to a six if Godman in, ends up paying off. So kind yeah. of rated as if, as if Godwin's not really going to work out, but if it does, I mean, wide receiver, I think becomes better than average for him. I've got mm-hmm. running back at seven, which is better, much better than average. Yeah. Two, three, seven dudes in Fournette. Um, and then, you know, he ended up with a pretty interesting bench. Um, obviously, you know, Gibson shooting his backfield mate to recover the starting job is uh, fortunate for him and bad for me. But yeah. Gibson makes his depth a lot better than it would have been. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now he's got four running backs that are very startable. Sure. And then, I mean, Madison being the, you know, one of the most highly valued yeah handcuffs in the league and i mean his his the receivers behind you know behind his starters i mean ayuk thielen boyd you know saint brown are all guys that could easily be you know a flex or a wide receiver three so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's a solid roster he's sitting firmly at that number five spot and feels deserving yeah i mean i had him actually at second i i really like this team first yeah well you should have tried harder. You could have got him up to four, but you didn't. That award goes to the uh, the guy who we finally learned the answer to the question: What time does Rosen's flight get in? Yeah, and it's eleven thirty on Friday. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he's yet another team that no one actually has as the highest, but two people had him at two. Yeah, um, and his lowest score was a seven. So we're starting to get to the point where the floor is is raised a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the team, I mean, the league really seems to like this team by and large. Um, it's notable that no one has them at number one, um, but I think that just speaks to the general evenness of the team. Yeah. Uh, it's worth noting that of the quotes for the people that had him at two, one of the quotes is just simply, Murray and Tua should go off, which <laughs> should, I mean, they could. Should, should they, though? Should, should Tua go off? I, yeah. I had he heard this. Um <laughs> If he doesn't, I certainly won't feel like he should have. He never has four. Well, and and I guess you know the the question is is is, is that the difference between the people voting two and the people voting seven? Because right. when you look at his team, you know, I mean, Eckler and Najee as a running back tandem feels like it should be good. They're both top ten guys. Um, if Murray and Tua, I mean, everyone knows what Murray did last year, and he was pretty phenomenal outside of the weeks he missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tua is such a wild card, so you know, it's it's you know, where are you where are you where are you taking the uh, the over under on him being good this year? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the glaring issue with I think the Buffalo Jockeys is the questionable wide receiver, you yeah. know, depth. Uh-huh. You got your AJ Brown, you got your DJ Moore, you got your Elijah Moore, you got your Devontae Smith. I'm like, you know, how many Eagles and Jets wide receivers do you need? Yeah. And the answer shouldn't be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it should be closer to the none of them than the all of them. But uh-huh. I mean, I so I so I'm the low man here. Um I yeah, I have them in eight, um, which I realize now is lower than I had the lowest here at seven. I 
am not sober enough to reconcile that, but I have them at eight. Uh, I think at one point I had this out of 10 and then I changed it to be out of nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, but I'm certainly the low man on the buff jocks. Um, and I kind of don't know what the rest of y'all see in this team. Um, I think it's hard to imagine that the combination of Kyler and Tua is any better than league average. Um, I got that as a five out of 10. It's hard not to call that some mid shit. Sure. Any, any running back situation that has Michael Carter's and every week RB three is a bummer. Um, at just yeah. that. Like, even if it works out, that's not great. Um, mm-hmm. And I might just be low on Eckler forever, but in a non-PPR league, Eckler is your running back one, just like doesn't, doesn't seem great to me. Um, See, I, yeah, I'm an Eckler fan. Um, I liked him last year. I mean, Eckler reminds me of kind of like the, you know, the the budget Kamara, you know. Yeah, but budget Kamara is your one, like, that would feel great. I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Kamara, <laughs> by the way, was not ranked as an RB one on most people's draft boards. And right, Budget Kamara certainly would not be ranked as a one. I mean, look, we'll just we'll just have to agree to disagree. Okay, it's <laughs> and like it's fine. It's like it, it, it's fine. Like Eckler is not why I dislike this team per se. I, I was gonna say, it yeah, just like doesn't wow me. Um, it's mostly the the lots of jets and Eagles and like I'm down on Hertz, which means I'm down on Eagles receivers. Um, and that bench depth is just rough. Like mm-hmm. gauge might work out and it's hard to imagine starting anyone else on that bench right now. Like if any of the guys on that bench are in your starting roster, I think something seriously shitty has happened to you. You know, it, does it, it, does it feel to you like as we move like further up the ladder of teams, it feels like, it feels like we're much more forgiving of like the, the number seven and number eight team, but now we're up here and it's like, Oh man, what do you, what, what are you guys thinking? How's this team? I mean, I'm kind of flipped this year, honestly. And that like yeah. I've got jazz cabbage at five and like DV at four. And so the flip side of that is I've got Buffalo jockeys at eight and you know, we'll talk about the team we're about to get to next, but I'm just one way lower on them too, because you know, if you're if you're high on the low teams, you're going to be low on the high teams. So yeah, it's a yeah. weird way to go through the list where like the league's generally higher, and yet I'm generally lower. Well, let's. I mean, we'll we'll move on. I mean, I don't think there's anything else really to talk about Buffalo Jockeys. Um, so yeah. we can move on to the number three team, uh, which was a team also voted most likely to be calling Baton Rouge. Yeah, um, that would be the uh, hand grenades. Yeah, the uh, the hand grandes. The hand grandes as as one spreadsheet might make you uh, <laughs> might lead you to believe. <laughs> so I like the idea of just the giant yeah. hand. So um, uh, yeah, so highest score of one. So it was yep. somebody's favorite team. Mm-hmm. Uh, lowest of seven. So yep. not the worst, but definitely not the best. I mean, literally seven uh-huh. out of ten. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I you know I'm surprised this team isn't more divisive. Uh, I expected this team to get much ratings that looked much more like the cock and blockers rating where they're all like one through three or seven through nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet like nobody really had them below seven, which kind of surprised me. And I really just think it comes down to, if you think McCaffrey is going to play all year, it's hard mm-hmm. not to put them in your top three. And if you expect McCaffrey to get hurt, it's hard not to put this team in your bottom three. And I think yeah. a lot of people kind of hedged that or just assumed McCaffrey is going to play most of the year. 
in you know in retrospect looking at this team where you've got Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey and Stefan Diggs and then like just a bunch of other guys yeah. like how is that much different than Bukaki with Herbert, Cook and Hill yeah. and then just a bunch of other guys you know in, with like I guess people don't like Hurts but like Jonathan Allen and a bunch of guys yeah I mean you know but the, you know again you know Bukaki having come in in ninth, ninth place yeah, right. yeah. and Hanagrain's uh-huh. coming in third place like yeah that's that's one thing I hadn't really soaked in, but is there not I mean, that different a squad, honestly? And it's interesting just to like McCaffrey has been getting hurt, and yet like Barkley gets punished for that, Kamara gets punished for that, right? And Swift gets punished for that, but McCaffrey's just right back to top two running back, like it never happened. And that just seems I get it when he plays like it's it's, it's insane. Um, but it, the reason he scores so many points is the same reason he gets hurt. The Panthers just give him the ball until he gets hurt. You rack up all your points at the beginning of the season until he gets hurt. It's like what they're trying to do. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm, you know, I've got them at seventh. I'm kind of lower on them. Um, QB at seven, it's an advantage running back. I put it at five just because I expect McCaffrey to get hurt. Uh, I don't believe the guys come back from the Achilles. No one's ever fucking come back from an Achilles injury ever before in the NFL. And I don't think Akers will be the first one to do it. Um, and he's got no one behind that. Patterson, I mean, it's hard to imagine Patterson plays all year and is good. Wide receiver's not even a strength. Uh, Diggs is good, but Judy and Waddle are twos on their own team, we think. Judy could work out. We don't expect them to. Waddle could work out. We don't necessarily expect them to. Tight ends, meh, and then depth is meh. It's just handcuffs and rookie wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think it was summed up well um, in the quote from one of the you know one of the league members who said top five positions all up and down the lineup, um, but then also noted that they are purely relying on health. Yeah. So yeah, cool. I mean. We, we, we know what any, any, you know, any average fantasy team looks like when everyone stays healthy and it's usually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, will this, will this be Allen's year to get his third ship? No. Will it be, not. I'm just rooting against that. Will it be his chance to wear a dress? Maybe. That'd be wonderful. Maybe. Um, um, so, so I don't like... know if people have been doing the math in their heads as we go along, but there's only two teams we haven't talked about yet. Uh, yeah. And there's and... only, there's only two people on this call right now, and no one has said my team. No yet. one said no one said my team. So does that mean that our teams have to be one and two? That's an uncomfortable conclusion uh, I'm having to. That, uh-huh. Well, let's let's not break out of order after we've already gone through eight teams, right? Let's go ahead up. Uh, so well, I think we should give a scoreboard warning. <laughs> if you're allergic to scoreboarding, the rest of the podcast might be a little difficult to listen to. Yeah. Well, and let's just, I mean, let's just put it this way. You know, uh, you compiled these sheets, right? Yes. And so our teams are the last two left. So all I can, the only conclusion I can come to is that if I'm in fact number two and you're number one, that there must've been some tampering on your end with the yeah. data. I mean, you, I've heard that you can make data say anything you want, and that's just what I'm going to go with here. So <laughs> I've um, also heard that. It would also be wild if the Necros were at two, had been rated the top team by two different people, only went as low as seven, uh, and people had say, said things like, it was a close race for me, 
but its top five drafted, if healthy, should carry for the season. And someone else had said, solid QBs, Jefferson, Thomas, and great running back situation. Don't love the depth players, but I don't know shit about those players. <laughs> Which, yeah, I I do I do appreciate um, that they don't know anything about half of my team, but still managed to get me up there. So um, I appreciate all of you, um, obviously, except for you, Sanford, who put your team above mine just for the sake I of I have you ranked as first because I have these stats <laughs> as if I didn't rank my team. I will have you know that purely based on the numbers – uh, my team might have added up to more numbers. But I recognize that that's a bias, which is why we don't rate our own teams. So you are ranked first in my rankings. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I'm excited to finally get to own Kamara for a year after, you know, watching him do his thing in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting, you know, we, it was very clear this year that, you know, a lot of people, again, you know, we talked about this earlier. A lot of people weren't quite as prepared, I don't think, as they have been in years past. And again, for whatever reason. Um, but I, I definitely know that you and I were the most prepared. And and we probably are a lot of years. But this, I think this year, just knowing, you know, knowing the names and being able to sit back and collect guys, a lot of times one of us gets that opportunity. Um, but I think it's been rare that both of us have been able to sit back, you know, with a pocket full of cash and and pick who we choose. So I think, you know, it'll just be interesting this year to see, you know, like, okay, who was right? You know, we got, I got all the guys I wanted. If I'm right, then, you know, it's an instant road to the playoffs. Um, But I've been wrong so many years before. So we will see. Um, Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is, um, you know, because we've both sat back on money before and had it not pay off for us. mm -hmm. Um, So it is interesting that this year you stew to an extent who, you know, I, I had ranked also very highly um, and then us set back on money. And that seemed to be the teams that people by and large liked. So while as most people raced to have dollar bench dudes, we were kind of the people that didn't. Mm-hmm. And then upon reflection, looking at our benches, it seems like, okay, yeah, maybe that was the way to go. Like having that really strong wide receiver three, mm-hmm. having a really strong running back three, you know, starts to look pretty good once you actually set the lineup for week one. Right. I mean, Michael Thomas, I think, is the real hinge, the real turning point for your team. Sure. If Michael Thomas is what Michael Thomas has always been, it's hard to imagine you don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have made you pay more for him, but I just didn't have the money to do that. Um, I wanted to. believe When Juju came up, my choice was I could buy Juju – and I can't have the money to contest Thomas or I can let someone else have Juju. And I still technically don't have quite enough money to contest Thomas. So I took the burden hand. And I think you probably would have gone as deep on Thomas as you had to, if I had to guess. I, I mean, it was, it was, it's definitely a gamble, right? We don't know. We don't know what he looks like this year, but I, you know, I kind of put some weight on him, you know, relying on him as my two. Um, so again, I don't need, you know, for my team, I, I don't need Thomas to be what he was. Nope. Um, and I don't expect him to with, you know, with Winston at the helm, but can he give me 
75% of his, you know, productivity and be a viable two. I, you know, I think so. Um, yeah. At least I, you know, that's, yeah, I, I went into it that yeah. way. Exactly. And if not, you know, if not, then I'll be sweating bullets uh, the end of the season, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what order my jokes are going to come in for the, the stand-up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I had your QB duo is an eight. I think it's just about as good as it can be. Um, with Dak being the only issue just in that Dak doesn't maybe have the number of weapons, which is just why it's an eight and not like a nine or a sure. 10, which is splitting hairs. Um, running backs, a seven, you just a lot of fucking stable dudes. I really like Chavante as a high end two. You've got options at three. You don't need to know which guy's going to work out at three. Um, you know, wide receiver is a seven, but it immediately jumps to a nine if Michael Thomas, you know, gets his form back. But even if Thomas doesn't really work out, I still think he's going to be a solid wide receiver three. And I think that's all you need. Tight ends are three, but plenty of people suck at tight end. Yeah. And the depth is seven. It's like far and away much better depth. Uh, I a lot of options at running back, slightly weaker at wide receiver. If Thomas yeah. gets to the point where he's not playing games, you might struggle a bit at wide receiver right. three. But frankly, I mean, that's a lot of people already in that position. Mm-hmm. And so just being close to that position is kind of fine yeah and i mean i i'm i'm right there with you i mean uh, jefferson i feel is reliable um you know as he should be considering he's wide receiver one on a lot of boards mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean after that you know i mean yeah the bateman the michael thomas um you know the romeo doves the mckenzie they're all you know they're all they're all dart throws and if i mm-hmm. if i can hit on one of them then i then i feel good about my season um if not i've just got to hope that i've got some depth at the other position to make some plays with but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I walked away from the draft feeling good about my team. So it was exciting to see the rest of the league, uh, kind of sharing those feelings, yeah. at least most of the rest of the league. I saw, I saw someone gave me a nasty mark. Someone um, gave you a seven. Someone gave me a seven and, uh, that person may or may not get shanked at the next draft. I, I did follow up with that person and they said maybe for the teams outside their top three, they just went with what ESPN's projection system did and just kind of copied those over so maybe they didn't look at it that close no yeah and that's fair i mean again you know it it was summed up well with uh with the statement about not knowing who some of the bench players are and i mean i fully get that like isaiah mckenzie romeo dubs you know uh sky Moore, which has already been dropped you know i mean a lot of guys don't even know who damian pierce is and that's which is a problem. That's yes. y'all's problem. That didn't so. clearly turn out to be the case. Oh man! Uh, so hold on I didn't a second. Do this. Hold on. Hold on I a didn't second. Do I, any of this? Give me just a second. I've got a this bright white light is giving me such a headache. Didn't fucking do this. Y'all did this. I didn't even rank my own team in a way that factored into these projections. My ranking is not in this how many people ranked this team number one how uh, many a one no a two no a three no a four yes yeah because so if you take my own ranking out which you need to and then one people didn't do it so that's eight rankings for this team fully half of them put this team at number one yeah and, and no I mean, team, not a one, no team put them lower than three, or no person who ranked them put them lower than three. Three was the lowest mark, and there was only one three. 
Yeah, I so and I mean, you know, we can we can talk about the obvious. You know, Mahomes and Rodgers at quarterback are you know tied with with you know the it's a top tier team, right? We got maybe three teams that have you know top ten uh, quarterbacks at both slots. Um, Mahomes and Rodgers. You know, a lot of people may be doubting Rodgers, but they did that last year and it didn't work out for them. Yeah. Uh, they did that the year before and it didn't work out for them. Yeah. Um, no Devante. I just, I don't think that means anything. I think it spreads the ball around, but, um, and then it was funny with your wide receivers. It's almost like you kind of, you know, sat back and just, you know, it was values, you know, and, and that happens a lot. Right. But, you know, you got Mike Evans, you got Keenan Allen and you got Terry McLaurin for not much more than people were spending for Jamar chase Mm -hmm. for Cooper cup. And you got like three top 20 guys, you Mm -hmm. know, with two of them being, you know, top 12, Mm-hmm. Um, ish. Um, and then not to mention Juju and Hunter on the bench. So, you know, your wide receiver depth is good. The only, the only questionable part I've got on your team is at running back. Um, yeah. and, and again, you know, Chubb, obviously we know what Chubb is. Chubb is mm-hmm. the same thing every year. He's steady. He's consistent. He gets you a good, uh, good floor with potential ceiling, um, spikes. Um, and <laughs> Your boy Dobbins, man, you cannot go through a draft just, without buying Dobbins. Yeah, I just can't not. I, to be fair, if we had done our draft a week later after some more of that news had come out, I sure. probably would have faded him even more. At the time it happened, yeah, for nine bucks, like it was going to cost 30, something like that last year. Yeah. And to be fair, like, even if he doesn't play at all this year, nine bucks is kind of fine. A lot of you are going to have players you spent around nine bucks on that sure. are going to be shit. Um, but I did know, like, I'm going to need other options. Dobbins can't it, do it. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, we, you know, we look at, we talk about some of these teams where depth at running back is, you know, Tyler Algier and Kenny Gainwell and, uh, you know, Rashad white, you know, you, you've got Montgomery who is, you know, at least a week one starter mm-hmm. in the league every, you know, and, and he will get 20 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Damian Harris is a, is a, is a touchdown threat. You know, Rashad Penny, dude, Rashad Penny at the end of last season was a you know top five RB the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So for as long as he's healthy, he's good. Um, and then, yeah, Daryl Henderson, you know, probably the best running back on the LA Rams team. Turns out. <laughs> and, and then and to be fair, so we're recording this after the Thursday game, but I do want to note that I specifically took Henderson because I doubted acres mm-hmm. specifically, like no one has ever come back from an Achilles injury. So just take the other guy in the backfield who doesn't have a torn Achilles. It's on purpose. It's a safe gamble. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we'll see if it stays like that, but that was to play. And we should note that, you know, before one of my running backs got fucking shot twice, I was going to have yet another starting running back on my bench. <laughs> so we'll see if he ends up being anything when he comes back a month from now, but there's that in the wings also. Yeah. So just to touch base on a couple, you know, a couple quotes from you guys out in the league as to how you felt about the the NVRB this year was studs at quarterback and wide receiver. I'm not as stoked on running back and I don't know that he is either. So someone's someone's got rhymes. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but uh, Mahomes, Chubb, Rogers, Evans, Allen, and a steal of Juju who should have a Tyreek style year. I don't agree with that last one. I don't know what that means. That's I, but I I don't think Juju needs to have a Tyreek style year yeah. to like put up value as your wide receiver five. You know, he kind of needs to just have like a Kelsey style year. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. 
Um, I, I like this one. I'm of the opinion that A-Rod won't do A-Rod things without Devontae this year. But otherwise, I think everything else rounded out well. McLaurin seems a little undervalued to me, which is fine. I mean, yeah, McLaurin's good. Mm-hmm. I just, again, people doubting A-Rod just makes me feel like they just don't watch football. I know. Yeah. Although, like, it's it's the one part of my team I think I'm most nervous about is A-Rod. Uh, to be fair. Sure, sure. But uh, that's why you got your boy. I also do have my boy, though. Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah. Which is still probably better than a handful of what uh, quarterbacks use in the league. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd probably rather start him than some of the, some of the Matt Ryan mm. and the Tannehill types. I think well, I covers. Yeah. I I'm as much scoreboarding as I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, it's, it's bad enough that we get to say what we want for an hour, you know, let alone rub people's face in it so yeah i mean it's worth mentioning i think in that um your team is very much put together of like these are all the guys i wanted mm-hmm. interestingly my team is not necessarily put together of the guys i wanted it's fully kind of put together of the guys that went for just a lot cheaper than i think they all <laughs> so uh, the guys that it's the guys that other teams didn't necessarily want for whatever or didn't have the money to pony up for yeah uh, and so it's it'll be an interesting year in that if it doesn't work out, it'll be like, well, I didn't fucking love these guys, so I get it. But if it does work out, it'll be a yep, trust your sheet. You know, mm-hmm. the guys are ranked in order for a reason. Sometimes you just need to trust the order they're in instead of you know reaching down lower for the the guys you you're just biased towards. So we'll see this year. Um, but I think that's kind of what's going on with my team. It's just these are guys that were ranked highly, even if all of us were kind of like, eh, I don't know. So then, so with, with all this being said, what, you know, what, what are the things that we might be wrong about that can throw a wrench in the way this season unfolds before us? Yeah. So there's just a a few things. And so of course there's going to be things that we have no idea and we can't possibly know we're wrong about. So things like Alec Pierce is going to be a top 20 wide receiver just out of nowhere. Like, okay, sure. Um, no, no one really like knows who that is. For, yeah, I know. He's the <laughs> wide receiver too for Indiana, um, Indianapolis. Uh, I think he's a rookie this year, maybe a second year. Uh, it's that kind of shit. Like, we can't possibly know that. But these are things that if they happen, I didn't necessarily think they would happen, but I won't be surprised if they do. Um, I think first and foremost in my head, as a QB uh, prominent team, uh, a QB forward team, I'm worried that we've all overestimated how much QB matters. And maybe Coonsie's right accidentally, right? That you should just wait on QB and that um, the difference between Herb and Carr, Herbert and Carr just isn't enough. And that maybe you just want to take what the league gives you for cheap, cheap, put all your money in running back and wide receiver. And as long as your quarterbacks aren't such complete dog shit that they tank you every week, you just win off that. Yeah. Um, so like having Mahomes and Rogers just isn't enough of a weekly advantage to really matter. And, you know, and, and we've seen, we've seen bits of that in the past, right? Because, you know, Mahomes does have bad weeks you know, a rod, a rod could, or could put up a 14 point week while Davis mills might put up an 18 point week. And then you're like, Oh, well I should have started Davis mills over yep. Aaron Rodgers." you know? So it, it'll be interesting, you know, considering 
with fantasy football being a, a weekly game, but then, you know, at the end of the season, as things average out, you know, it'll be, it's going to be interesting to recap at the end of the season and see how it does play out. Cause it could go either way. And we just don't know right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, we know for one, when we were playing with one quarterback, QB really just didn't matter, which is the whole reason a move to QB is it will matter twice as much. It's just a matter of is twice as much as not a lot enough to justify the budgets we put into QB. So we will see what we I think ideally like to see is having two QBs is at least an obstacle you need to be able to hurdle with your running backs and wide receivers. And if that's the case, that doesn't mean that Coombsy's team can't work out. It just means that their running back and wide receivers need to be good enough to make mm-hmm. it work out. I think that's what we hope to see. Um, my second fear, and this is just kind of a personal, very specific fear, uh, but it does involve the uh, phenomenon of Drew's just fucking right about everything. Um, but it's that Sutton will be a top 10 wide receiver. And I think we all, anyone who kind of was familiar with the values should have noticed that Sutton went for a lot more money than he probably ought to have had given where he was ranked, mm-hmm. how much the wide receivers around him cost and what Sutton cost. That $20 range compared to the other guys in that rank is an outlier. Sutton really went for a lot more than that. Yeah. If Sutton I've... works out, then you can't have overpaid for him. Well, it's this, it's the concept of I'm paying for the player at the, their ceiling value. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it's it was interesting, especially prepping for the draft and, you know, listening to podcasts and reading articles. You know, there was there was almost this vibe that a lot of people were sleeping on the Broncos and sleeping mm-hmm. on Russell Wilson this year. And it turns out like those people don't exist in our league yeah. because, you know, Wilson out the gate went for thirty one dollars, which I think puts him, you know, what the top five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, six quarterbacks. Um, so whereas his ADP in a lot of, you know, in a lot of the different websites was outside of the top 10, you know, it's like the, the entire, the league as a whole is like, uh, you're not pulling the wool yeah, over our eyes. And then it's like, okay, well, if he's going to be good. Then someone's got to be good. And the hype around Cortland Sutton. Yeah. It got, you know, it got bought. So it's almost, you know, yeah, twenty-one. If if he does what we think he does, then you didn't overspend, but you you just didn't get a value. You know, it's yeah. it's the Alan Lazard cost five dollars, and what if he produces half of what Cortland Sutton does? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, that's a different discussion. And you know, we still don't. Judy could end up being the dude there, in which mm-hmm. case Sutton money's all just fully wasted. Or they could just alternate games, in which case you know sure. that doesn't look great. But there is this chance that Sutton is going into next year is like a no doubt top ten guy, and that we all should have bid up past twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, and. We didn't because we shouldn't have had to, frankly. Like I really <laughs> wanted to get Sutton as like a wide receiver four, mm-hmm. like in that huge range. That's what I thought I was going to be able to get him for. And then that value just spiked. But that's one of the ones I kind of I'm afraid I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I I think there is, you know, there's there's a certain players that people get their blinders on, and it's like, I'm gonna own this guy, regardless of what it costs, he will be mine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it turned out to be sudden this year. And yeah, as a, as a backup to Jamar chase, I mean, the, the upside's clearly there. 
Yeah, but the downside is is also. Did you have mm. anything that sticks out as uh, something you're you're worried this season that you just flat got wrong? Ah, man, you know, not going into it in this matter. I mean, there's there's always this fear of, um, you know, when you are able to construct a team like based off of your guys, there's always, there's always that fear. Like, well, crap, if I'm if I'm wrong this year, it's almost like a, like a, a double slap in the face because uh-huh. if I'm wrong, then it just means I was wrong about the guys that like I batch pick this team, right. you know, of, I want you and I want you and I want you. So if I'm wrong, not only is it a slap in the face because I was just wrong about these guys, but then the risk of coming in last place and, and all that just, you know, it adds the insult to the injury, um, you know, and, and, you know, there, there are, again, I, I like my guys. I mean, I was, I think I was higher on Javante than a lot of people were, um, you know, which I went all on in on him. Um, and then, you know, some of the other guys, you know, were, were just tried to be, you know, tried to pick high upside or like steady floor guys for, you know, those, those number three positions and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just that, I, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing, you know, that we haven't touched on. I mean, obviously, you know, learning, learning this new format with the, the quarterbacks and seeing how that works out, um, you know, it'll be interesting, but, um, and in, in the vein of quarterback also, you know, the handful of teams that didn't pick up a third, you know, it's going to cause some interesting scrambling later in the season when we're, you know, covering bye weeks, um, and just seeing how long people are willing to sit on a third, you know, if, if you're the type of team that is going to be streaming your QB two position, you know, mm. based on matchups, you know, that's just going to throw a wrench in this whole cog for the rest of us that don't have the the depth, um, you know, that a couple of you guys have with your, with your QB threes and whatnot. And QB um, injuries will complicate this as well. Sure. It would sure. be a rare season for all the QBs to make it through the season. Mm-hmm. So that will be another wrinkle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I look at, you know, I look at my team with Tom Brady and Dak Prescott and I'm like, what if Prescott's ankle gets jacked up and then Brady's just old and it catches up with them. And then like, I'm starting Geno Smith and uh, Mitch Trubisky. And and then, yeah, like, and then I just go drown myself in the bathroom. Yeah, probably would. Um, we should give uh, anyone who's still listening. We should give them the whatever. We should come up with a secret word so they. Oh yeah. Well, what's the secret word? Uh, the secret word is troll commit. Okay. Like like the tight end. Yeah, yeah, but a troll version. Okay. I so just, like, like you see the long hair that. Yeah. Oh no, not that kind of troll. Like the uh, like the like Lord of the Rings kind of troll. So he's he's woke now. Yeah, yeah, third eye, third eye, and everything. <laughs> third eye. <laughs> we'll uh, I don't know. You can't you can't spring word of the word of the day on me and natural oh. combat is good. All right. On that note, you know what? Just you just just listen to listen to the song and tune in next week for a much much shorter podcast. Find another way to eat Christmas like Where when the game made niggas quit hang Other side hated when a nigga bang money Thumbing thumbing through the law Danny, Danny know the law
triple hidden bed, then he, then he getting off. Get third eye focus. Wonder what he saw, power in the tub. Pull it to your car, you ain't wanna head it on. You trying to pull it, but you lost one.